Welcome to the water trough where we can't make you drink, but we will make you think. My name is Ed Drost of The Small Business Doctor, and I'm really excited you chose to join me here as we discuss topics that are important for small business folks just like you. If you're looking for ideas, inspiration, and possibility, you've come to the right place. Join us as we take steps to help you create the healthy business that you've always wanted. Hi, folks. This is Ed Draws of the Small Business Doctor. I want to welcome you back to the water trough. I was thinking back to the day when I decided I was going to be a coach back in the late 1990s, which seems like an awful long time ago. And I guess, in fact, it is quite a bit of time ago. And a lot of things have changed since those days. When I was engaged in the training and certification process, coaching was a thing, but it was not what it is today. Today, there's a coach for just about everything you can imagine. And for those of us that have chosen coaching as a profession, there's an absolute necessity for formal education and training, and in some cases, certification as well, in order for us to do our jobs. But more and more, the coaching role is being employed for those in managerial positions. Traditional management is a top-down sort of arrangement where the manager basically sets the stage, declares what will be done, monitors it being done, and the subordinate follows through and does those things. That is, in a nutshell, the traditional approach. When a manager adds coaching tools to his or her portfolio, things are a little bit different. The manager still has the responsibility of getting things done through people and must do so with effectiveness and with efficiency. But when they throw in the coaching tools, things are a little bit different. The approach is more from the direction of the individual versus the task. The responsibility to get the job done remains. That has not changed at all. But on the other hand, It is the way in which the manager seeks to get things done, taking into account the personality of the employee, taking into account the level of preparedness of the employee, taking into account the resources that the employee has available to them. It is, if you will, a softer version of the traditional management style. I'm not suggesting that the manager has to acquiesce to things over which they should have control. Quite the opposite, actually. I'm saying that because a manager's role is to get things done through people, it's important to ensure that those people who are getting things done are in the best possible place. And that's why coaching comes from the human resource perspective. The tasks remain vitally important, but it's with an eye towards who is doing it and how they are in that role. So this differs considerably from the traditional management style. And for those that would think that's just too soft and too mushy, I'd ask you to think again, because the reality is the employee who is engaged and committed is the one that is going to be the most valuable to your company. They will be loyal to your company. They'll be loyal to your task. 
they will be passionate about their job. If you pay them the respect and consideration that people deserve, you will in turn have the outcome that you seek and you'll be able to sustain that outcome. There are such a large number of skills that are associated with coaching in the workplace, but there's two that I believe are the most important, and they are humility and listening. Humility is important because it reminds us of our roots. We weren't always managers. At one time, we were the subordinate as well. Well, most managers remain the subordinates, but at one point, we did not have a managerial authority. And when we're humble, we embrace the fact that those around us are not unlike us that we came from the same origins and that we owe them the respect of their individuality and the things that they have to offer. The humble manager is one that can be reached. The humble manager is approachable. The humble manager is one who engenders in their employees the notion that this person actually is here for us. That sort of presence enables a manager to develop sincere and productive relationships with their employees. On the other hand, listening is also profoundly important. As managers, we're accustomed to telling people what to do, talking about what needs to be done, and so on and so forth. We're really good at talking. And we like to think that we're listening, and certainly at the very least, we're hearing people say things. But are we truly listening to and understanding what is being said? A manager who's able to listen effectively is able to put aside their own agenda. A manager who is willing and able to listen effectively is going to encourage people to speak up and is going to take that information, process that information, and utilize that information in building a more productive workspace. Both humility and listening fit into the notion that managers get things done through people. The role of management is to get things done through people. Now sure, the manager has tasks of their own to accomplish as well. But the principal one is to ensure that their employees are getting things done effectively and efficiently. And humility and listening contribute substantially to this. Humility and effective listening are characteristics of a manager as coach. And they're two things that can help build employee engagement and employee commitment, both of which are essential to realize success in a company. An employee who is engaged is one who is truly passionate about what they are doing, the task that they're performing. These are people who feel understood, appreciated, and welcomed in the working environment. And the humble manager's coach who's able to listen effectively is going to inspire that sort of identification 
of the employee. A committed employee is one who is also loyal to the organization for which they work. Their commitment to the organization ensures that they are going to do everything they can within their ability to support the organization. Employees who are committed to the organization learn to do so through the modeling of their managers. They are inspired by their managers who, in turn, are also committed and yet able to recognize the individual contribution of the employee. So as you can see, the ability to have coaching skills in a managerial role is very impactful. Now, these are just a couple of very small aspects of the whole thing. For six years, I was an adjunct professor at a local business school, and my specialty was management and leadership. And in that time, I was really encouraged by the students that, with whom I worked and how they realized how important their own fundamental development was in becoming good managers and leaders. I tried wherever possible to instill the notion of coaching practices, even though it's not considered traditional management, although at some point it probably will be, because I truly believe that those things are what makes us most effective as managers. My hope for you is that you'll consider incorporating coaching tools into your management practice and I do believe that it will be something that will be incredibly valuable to you and to your employees. This is Ed Draws to the Small Business Doctor and once again I want to thank you for being here and until next time I wish you a healthy business.